0: shapers on jazz fm listen in color in partnership with mish it's business but it's personal
1: The delightful and gentle sound of the Blackbirds with Walking in Rhythm. Good morning, this is me, Elliot Moss, on Jazz FM with Jazz Shapers. Your regular appointment where you get to hear the very best of the people shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul, alongside their equivalents in the world of business, a business shaper. I'm very pleased to say that my business shaper today is none other than Giles Hargreave. He is the founder of Hargreave Investment Management, which then merged with the family business called Hargreave Hale & Co., And since 2001, and until very recently, he was the CEO of Hargreave Hale. They are the investment management business and they also do lots of other things as well which you'll be hearing about very shortly in addition to hearing from Giles, you'll be hearing from our program partners as usual, from Gondor, some words of advice for your business and as well as all of that, I promise you some great music and there will be, we're going to be hearing from Ella Fitzgerald, Robert Glasper and this from the late Mark Murphy, it's Milestones.
0: Here we go now, time to go now can't stop, no not now maybe you'll see what you can be no don't stop not now each stone you pass is just one class and there's miles
1: ahead the upbeat sound of milestones from the fantastic mark murphy this is jazz shaper as i said and giles hargreave is my business shaper today um founder of hargreave investment management merged with the family stockbroking business called Hargreave, Hale & Co, to create the all new, wonderful back in, uh, I suppose it was uh, 2000 or so, um, Hargreave Hale. And now I have here the eponymous hero himself, it's Charles Hargreave, thank you so much for joining me. Pleasure. Tell me a little bit about what you do. Um, Let's start there. Tell me about what what an investment management company does when it's at home.
2: Uh, We spend most of our time looking at companies, meeting companies, and analyzing companies. And that's that's the fun part of the job, because you get particularly in small caps, which is where we specialize, you get a whole variety
1: of companies um, coming in to see you. And it's it's fun. So you basically decide who are going to be the winners in the world of business. And then you suggest to other people that they may want to put their money inside of those companies.
2: Uh, Yes, I suppose. I suppose you you could look at it like that. Um, How do you look at it? (laughs) Hmm. Well, we're only really interested in our clients and ourselves. So um, that's what we care about. So we choose companies we think are suitable for the funds that we manage, which our
1: clients are invested in. And the funds you manage, importantly, there's a, there's a very big name in there, and you manage a number of funds for them. It's the, the Marlborough funds, and there's the Special yeah. Situations funds, the UK uh, Microcap, Multicap, uh, Extra Income. I love these names, by the way. and I know they mean lots to people in the industry, um, but I imagine some clients come who are relatively naive about what they all might mean, but then you explain that to them.
2: Yeah. I mean, we, we have a joint venture with Marlborough who do all the administration and the marketing, uh, which leaves just us to do the investment management. And it works extremely well. Uh, so we don't have to spend our time going out selling our funds. We can spend the whole time, as I said before, just looking at companies and analyzing them and uh, hopefully choosing the winners.
1: Um, when you started doing this, and uh, let's go back to around 1998 and talk about the value of some of the um, funds you set up then, just give me a flavour of how well you've done for your clients.
2: Um, well, if, if you go back for, the, we started managing what is now called the Morbus Special Situations Fund in, I think it was something like July 1998. And I think the price then was uh, something in the region of 56 pence per unit. Um, and today it's about 12 quid. So, so if I'd have
1: invested a tenner in 1998, Giles, well, I'd be a very happy man.
2: Yeah, he would. He would have been. Would and, be. and
1: that's obviously uh, not working in inflation. But if inflation is even included, that's still a significant gain, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's about. I think it's around about 19% compound annual growth rate over the last
1: 17 years. Just as an aside, one of the investments you've made was in Fever Tree, which. Um, um, for those of you that remember that we listening way back, with Tim Warlow, who's one of the founders of Fevertree, was um, a jazz shaper many, many years ago at 2012. Um, they floated at about 150, is that right? One, 134. 134. About, about a, a year ago. And now they're at? About 464. So another good investment. I mean, obviously you make more good investments than you do bad ones.
2: Yeah, I think one of the keys to investment is to, is to maximise your winners and minimise your losers. It sounds very simplistic. But when something goes wrong with the company, it's almost invariably right to sell and get out yeah. and not to average down, i.e. buy more at a lower price. Uh, but with the good ones, you want to average up, so you make the maximum amount you can from them. And Fevertree is a perfect example. They came at 134. We got a reasonable allocation uh, because we're quite as big in the small cap world, so we get good allocations for new issues. Um, the stock came at 134, went up first day's dealings was about 175 something like that and it, it's gone uh, onwards and upwards ever since to 464 which is where we are today which is a remarkable rise actually remarkable. I mean not <laughs> uh, stress not many shares beh- behaved like yeah, that that's, uh, that's absolutely exceptional because they appear to have a, 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 a product which is not just a UK seller but is
1: a worldwide hit you might say in your business find out um, just what makes Giles Hargrove such a shrewd investor for his clients and, of course, indeed, his own company, which we're going to talk about in more detail in a moment. Time for some music. This is the iconic elephants trail with Manhattan. Summer journeys to Niagara and to
0: other places they cosy little flat in what is known as old Manhattan we'll settle down right
1: here in town Ella Fitzgerald with the fantastic Manhattan. Giles Hargreaves, is my business shaper today and we've been talking about shrewd investments. Giles you've been doing this for a long time um, and um, anyone listening will go well that sounds all very well for him and lucky him they will be asking because I'm asking it I believe what Enables you to make the right decisions. I know you've been doing it for I mean, it's Been your career, your 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 work, and um, therefore, obviously, there's a lot of practice in there. But what enables you to make the right calls in your team?
2: Well, first of all, we don't always get it right. I mean, I stress that if you, if you can get two out of three right and make the best of them, uh, then you're doing well. I, I would say in, in our business because very unexpected things happen. Um, only yesterday, one of our companies I, I could not bear to name them came out with a, a profit warning out of the blue having told us about three or four weeks ago that everything was fine and the shares actually halved uh, so there are disasters round the corner um, but as I said before if you make the best of your good ones you can easily pay for, it, for any of the bad ones in spades and clearly anything that goes up three or four times um, is going to make up for many shares, of, if share halves, you only lose, you're only losing half, whereas if you go up three or four times, you're making about three four times your original investment. So maximize your winners is the key. Um, how we, we pick them, uh, we have a team of analysts, uh, which all the good investment managers have, and picking them is, is, is perhaps my better skill has been picking some of the people who work in our organization as opposed to actually picking the stocks myself. Um, because we seem to have acquired some very smart people who are, who are extremely good at it. Mm. Otherwise, uh, some of the rules are fairly simple in terms of analysing a company, in terms of the quality of the balance sheet, the quality of the management, uh, the record over the last few years, um, and the ambitions, really, of the company uh, are, is really quite important.
1: You mentioned crisis is always around the corner. Um, how does one cope with that for, from a disposition perspective? You seem calm. You seem like <laughs> you're going to tell me you've seen it all. But 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 in seriousness, I mean, this isn't cut. This is not a job that's for everybody, is it? Because no. I imagine it's a nerve wracking business. So, what does one need to be successful in in your business apart from the analysts? Well, you I work. think
2: I think a good temperament is very important. I think you've got to be able to. Uh, what did Kipling say? Meet triumph and disaster. Uh, you know. Um, I think you've got, to, you've got to be prepared for that. But you've also got to be fairly uh, uh, tough uh, with your investments. If, you know, if it's not working, you don't, you, don't let, you don't want too much money hanging around doing nothing, i.e. the stock's not going anywhere. You, you, you need to be fairly dramatic and you need to cut your losers and, and you need to maximize the good ones. And good companies tend to go on being good companies for a long time. I mean, you can take stocks like, I reckon Coleman springs to mind, one of the largest companies in the FTSE. Uh, you could have been invested in it for the last 30 or 40 years. And, uh, you know, same with many of the good companies. So hold your winners.
1: You've heard it here, and it's good advice. I would hold my winner, if I had one to hold. Latest travel in a couple of minutes, but before that, some words of wisdom from our program partners at Mishkondorea for your business.
0: Hello, my name is Saul Sender, and I'm a partner in the corporate department at Mich The choices that small, growing companies face when raising money are very similar to the choices that large international companies face when they're raising money in in the city or, or on the international capital markets. Essentially, there's a decision to be made between raising debt finance or equity finance. Debt finance is as simple as a loan. It suits you best if you have regular cash flow, because the obligation to repay is fixed and you need the the money to repay it back on a periodic basis. Mm -hmm. Equity can be much more flexible, but on the downside to the business owner, you're giving away ownership of the company. You may be giving away future profits, you may be giving away future proceeds of a sale, or if you sell... Uh, more, more than 25 or 50% of the company, you may be losing control in due course. So, business owners who are looking to grow need to weigh up the pros and cons of how to raise money. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mish Rea. It's business, but it's personal.
1: You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss, every Saturday morning at 9am here on Jazz FM. I get the chance to talk to someone who's shaping the world of business. If you've missed any of the crackers, and there have been quite a few, cityam.com is your destination, and you'll find lots of good ones over there. Giles Hargroove is my good one today. Um, he's the founder of um, Hargroove Investment Management. They then merged with Hargrove. Hailed as you were um, hearing earlier, and um, they look after five billion pounds. So that's right; you heard me properly. Five billion is under management, which makes them pretty important um, to those people who are investing their money with them. You've got a number of offices that you have you've grown over the last fifteen years. Just t- tell me a little bit about how you managed to grow and why it was important to have coverage across the country.
2: Um, it's not actually so, so important to have. Uh, coverage across across the country. The important thing is to have quality people working in the organisation uh, who can advise clients successfully and um, intelligently, um, and uh, and I suppose increase our brand so people know us and therefore hopefully realise that when, if they come to Hargreaves Hale, they'll
1: be well treated, they'll be well advised um, in a professional manner. Have you enjoyed the expansion? Process? Have you enjoyed having more people to look after and to nurture? Do you see yourself as sort of <laughs> a patriarch in a in a positive way rather than a sort of uh,
2: well? We've got it's quite a large organisation now. It's about, we have about two hundred people, so there's lots of other people involved in that, including your know, HR plus um, compliance uh, plus our management team.
1: But in um, the early in the early days when you were kind of back in 2000 2001 2003 I imagine you were pretty instrumental in making some of the big decisions about expansion.
2: Yeah. Yes. I mean, I spent most of the time doing investment management, um, which I've been doing ever since I started in 1969 um, at James Capel an awful long time ago. Um, So I've concentrated more and more on that. And to begin with, actually, we didn't really expand the new offices. It's it's only recently we've uh,
1: we've added um, a number of new ones. So, so your cross skill, as it were, is fund management, and it sounds like you brought in excellent people to help run the other parts For of the sure. business. For yeah. sure,
2: yeah. Yes, indeed, from, from, the, from that point of view, but also excellent people to work with me on, on the investment
1: management side. And it sounds like that's important to you if you were advising other people in business and you see lots of them because you invest in them. Team is critical. Oh, absolutely crucial, yeah. And
2: you've got to have a good atmosphere. I mean, the, the one, the, I think the most pleasurable thing about going to work at of Hale is, is it's fun, and uh, we've been very lucky. We've had very few people leave. And, and uh, it's been a very
1: happy place to work. You're obviously doing something right because you're also helping your clients grow their investments. You're hearing a lot more from Giles in a moment, but we'd like to play some music. And this is the Robert Cray Band with Fine Yesterday. I was fine yesterday That was fine yesterday from the Robert Cray Band. Giles, um, we're talking about team, and, and obviously that is critical, and it's sort of an obvious thing to say, but I think many businesses um, get it wrong. Your own enjoyment um, of what you do, is it predicated on the success of your investments for your clients, or is it predicated on that happy environment that you've created, or is it—is it? what do you look back on and go, wow, I'm really proud of that? Well, I think the one produces the other. I think... Um I
2: think, yeah, I think to, to help build a business um, which has prospered and, and made much more important than anything else has delivered good value to, to the clients so that when people think of us, they, 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 they smile. Let's put it like that. And someone thinks, okay, it was great being a client of that firm. Listen, I don't want to be smug about it because things go wrong. As I, I described to you, mistake at the beginning of the program. So it's not always a wonderful place but over the years uh, you know if you've built up a good relationship with your clients and with with the investors in in, in the fund and you can go on delivering it's stressful but it's, it's our ambition
1: and you mentioned the tough times um in the tough times over the last however many years since 69 that you've been working in 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 your business mm-hmm. um where do you go? Who do you go to for advice or solace or whatever it is when those when those times have been a bit difficult, if indeed anybody? Or do you look within and carry on?
2: Uh, well, you certainly you, you certainly carry on. Um, I mean, we have a team that we spend an awful lot of time in meetings discussing companies and discussing the sort of the macroeconomic conditions in the market, etc. Uh, so basically, that's our fallback. You know, we can talk amongst ourselves and hopefully come up with
1: the right conclusion as to, where, as to what's happening. Final chat come up with Giles, plus we'll play a track from Robert Glasper's covers album that's after the latest Traffic and Travel.
0: Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Rea. It's business, but it's personal.
1: The thoughtful sound of Robert Glasper with Reckoner. Giles Hargrove is my business shaper just until the 10 o'clock news. Giles, lots of places where you, you invest. Um, one of the, the best places for young companies, I believe, is the and smaller companies, is the alternative investment market. Just explain a little bit about why that is. Um, why A, why it gets a bad press, and B, why you believe it's a good place to be.
2: Yeah, I mean, we, we do a lot in, in small companies, and most UK small companies are quoted on what we call AIM, the Alternative Investment Market, um, and that that market has had a certain amount of bad publicity because there have been one or two duff Chinese companies that have been quoted on AIM, which have effectively run off with the shareholders' money, which wasn't wasn't a very good idea, um, and that hasn't that hasn't helped. But what I'd like to say today is that there are there are many really high quality companies on AIM which have delivered terrific performance to the investors over the years. Um, and it's a place where small companies can grow up, where we, we, people like us, can invest in them and assist them and help them develop, um, and at the same time making a great deal of money for the, for the shareholders. Um, so, and aside from that, as it happens, AIM is encouraged by the government and has some terrific tax advantages. So, for instance, if you own an AIM share for more than two years, you pay no inheritance tax. So, a lot of people have very, quite extensive inheritance tax portfolios consisting of a number of AIM stocks. Um, you also, you can put a, you can put an AIM stock in your ISA, and you can pay no capital gains tax. You can pay no uh, I- additional uh, I- income tax on on the dividends. You actually pay no stamp duty when when you buy the shares. So. It's a highly attractive market, provided you can, you can pick the winners. Mm. And the obvious thing to do is to have a portfolio of AIM stocks, which will protect you from inheritance tax, and at the same time, hopefully, deliver you some very good results.
1: I know we talked about temperament being important and being calm, and as you, you referred to Roger Kipling and treating Friend and foe and all that, and the yeah. triumph and disaster uh, in the same way. But you, where does the excitement lie? in the investments that you make? Is it in these smaller companies through AIM and, and similar things? Is that when you go, that's fantastic, I feel good, I've, I've, I'm excited by what that business has said they're going to do? Absolutely,
2: absolutely. And the best thing is if you've been invested in a company for a long time and you know the management well and you expect them to go on delivering, and they do go on delivering. Feels good. And Yeah, it, 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 it feels extremely good. The other thing is it's a very competitive world that, that, that we live in. You know, uh, my funds are mainly small cap funds, um, although we have some pretty good large cap funds as well, just in case anybody thought we didn't. Um, <laughs> now <so>. they know. <laughs> 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 that was Giles Hargreaves <laughs> confirming exactly what it is that Hargreaves does.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was just going on to say it's very competitive. And, you know, some years we've done very well. and We've actually been top fund, I think, two in a couple of years over the last 17 and some years it's been a struggle to keep up um, because there are some other extremely good fund managers around. But I, and I would just finally mention just to, just to get rid of small cap forever. Small cap is the outperformance of the small cap funds as against larger cap funds is extraordinary over the last however many years you want to go back. So small is beautiful.
1: Small is beautiful. Now, um, uh, just before I let you go, and In I a ask, portfolio. In a portfolio. Not just a single company. <laughs> I've got the picture. I'm definitely going to write. I've written down the word portfolio and make sure I'm, I'm hedging. Um, <laughs> you've become the chairman in the last sort of just over a year. You were CEO for a number of years. Um, as you look towards the future now, what's the chairman going to do that the CEO, that the CEO couldn't do?
2: Well, the CEO is a very is a very demanding job, and uh, the regulator would expect this the CEO to know everything about the business. Uh, and I'm not saying I didn't know everything about the business, but uh, you know, at my age, it was time to step down and just concentrate on the investment management and let uh, let more, how should we say, energetic people actually man manage the business. Um, but obviously, as chairman, I keep an eye on what's happening throughout the business, chair the board meetings, and. Uh, hopefully be able to add
1: some value to the future of the business mr chairman it's been very nice having you uh here with us today um what is your song choice before i let you go from this board meeting um and why have you chosen it uh it's a song called i put
2: a spell on you by nina simone and it reminds me of a relationship earlier in my life (laughs) and here it is just for you thank you so much
1: A spell on you. Nina Simone with I Put a Spell on You, the song choice of my business shaper today, Giles Hargrey. Very honest man, really wasn't scared of telling you just how it was in the investment world. Very measured too. The importance of disposition, that calm temperament that enables you to, to treat friend and foe in exactly the same way. And incredibly informative as well. Some really good advice from someone who's been doing it for over 40 years. Great stuff. Do join me again, same time, same place. That's next Saturday, 9am sharp here on Jazz FM. Meantime, stay with us. Coming up next, it's Nigel Williams.
0: Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Rea. It's business, but it's personal.